Good morning. This is the weekly wrap for April 22nd. Well, it was a relatively quiet week on the macro information front. Uh, Inflation continues to roll over slowly, but continually. Jobs number remains relatively strong. So the market's uh, anticipating a one more rate hike here in May uh, of 25 basis points. And where the, the calculation gets interesting is when the rental component of inflation finally flows through. It's a lagging indicator. It is anticipated by the market that the, the rental component, when fully digested in June or July, will, will ultimately pull inflation down to 4%, 3 to 4%. If that's the case, then the Fed keeping, you know, having rates at 5% is just too high. And they'll start, you know, having to lower rates to match the true inflation number. I think that's what's going through the mind of the market and why they're anticipating the Fed lowering rates later this summer. Time will tell uh, whether they, you know, that calculation works out that way or not. But that's why the dollar, you know, can't find any footing here um, and why it, it looks technically ready to break down. Uh, Chinese business activity remains relatively strong. Uh, travel and leisure is picking up very dramatically. And so, you know, the commodity demand will continue to move forward there. The war in Ukraine uh, is grinding. There's no real, you know, headway being made by either either country. Uh, although Russia continues on a daily basis to beat the drum that they will no longer allow the corridor to stay open as long as sanctions against them remain. But we've heard this story before, and the market is quite frankly growing tired of their constant bickering about this uh, this variable. So, but uh, apparently, uh, every other day they come in with a new threat, and the market you know trades it in shorter and shorter increments. Uh, I guess at some point they may actually follow through on it. We are seeing record amounts of wheat ship out of Russia. They do have a. They did have a record large crop. They continue to undermine world prices. Uh, although the rest of the world doesn't have much wheat, they're the only ones that do. But they're forced to puke it out in the world market at very low values. Um, on the the global front for weather in South America, Argentina is back to its dry ways. Brazil is getting timely rains, uh, and so they're just about done uh, planting the corn crop. The corn crop that is in is looking quite good. The bean crop uh, harvested is having trouble finding a home. Logistics in Brazil have completely collapsed to the point now where basis levels are now 190 under. Now, we've been grappling with this for a while now. This is not new news, but every once in a while, the market wakes up and wants to trade the weak basis in Brazil. Uh, There were reports of a couple of boats being sold to the United States out of Brazil. Um, You know, this is the normal banter uh, every year. Uh, A couple of boats is not a big deal. It's three, four, you know, million bushels. Not a big deal, especially when the USDA just acknowledged that they missed quarterly stocks estimates by 60 million bushels. Bringing in three or four million bushels is not going to be a big deal on the balance sheet. It just makes for a a headline narrative that somebody wants to trade. Uh, so the, the the weekly export shipments were pretty solid on Tuesday, Monday. Uh, sales were relatively weak on Thursday, but I'm not sure exactly what the market expects here. You know, basis levels in the United States are very high. Spreads are record wide, indicating we just don't have the inventories to export. 
So, you know, they, they want strong exports to keep the market supported, but we just don't have it. And so that's really the interesting dynamic that we continue to see in the corn and soybean market. Wheat, we just, again, aren't competitive, but, again, we don't have much of a wheat crop in, in, the, in the Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas area. There were some, uh, some light rains that hit that area. It may be too little too late, hard to tell, but some weather forecasts are calling for improved moisture in that area, and maybe that's why wheat had one more leg down, hard to tell. Um, cotton market, you know, it had moderate sales, kind of weak sales, but very strong shipments. So the balance sheets continue to tighten on cotton, no change on my view there. And then on crude oil, we had um, a pretty large sell-off again, even after OPEC's announcement of cutting production by 1.6 million bales, uh, barrels that got uh, that market above the 200-day moving average, above 80, above $82, is now filtered back down. It looks like we're going to come back down and fill the gap there. And so while... The trade on Friday was pretty negative, Thursday and Friday. Um, you know, the fundamentals of all these markets remain very, very tight, including including crude oil. Crude oil market is inverted, uh, just like the corn market, just like the bean market, just like the Kansas City wheat market. Uh, cotton market's not inverted, but it doesn't have much of a carry. So the, while the fundamentals remain relatively strong, um, you know, the, the managed money component, the, the lack of energy, the lack of desire to own commodities is still very much the dominant theme. It looks like we need a catalyst, and, and it's probably going to be weather. Until then, you know, we're going to continue to see spreads blow out. On Friday, we saw the May-July corn split, spread blow out to record-wide levels of $0.48. Cents. We saw soybeans go to $0.34. Cents. These are both records for the contract. Um you know, and, and indicating very, very strong cash markets. So here's this clash between managed money's view of the market and the cash market. And they, when they sell, they can only sell the deferred contracts and push them down, but they cannot sell the nearby because demand is just too strong. And at some point in the future, that's going to come to a head. At some point, there's going to be a catalyst where the market's going to have to acknowledge that we're out of corn and we're out of beans. And so until then, though, we're going we're gonna to see this, this battle between managed money and their view on, uh, on inflation rolling over and a possible recession uh, and the real-world availability of these supplies, you know, continuing to tighten. And it's not just, you know, the grains. Like I say, it's crude oil as well. And at some point, uh, it's going to assert itself back into these markets. I think the catalyst that we're looking at may be weather. It may be the dollar rolling over. It may be the Fed lowering rates. It may be all of these coming together sometime this summer, late spring, early summer. But until then, we're, I would ex continue to expect chopping, grinding markets. We get the USDA's first look at next year's balance sheet on May 12th. Uh, with the crop is going to continue to get planted. So there just isn't a catalyst to move these markets dramatically over the next three to four weeks. And so I expect more chop, more grind in all these markets. So it's uh, it's tough to, to watch, tough to trade, but we, we need to you know continue to have faith in the fundamentals. They continue to guide us in our very bullish view going forward. Any production hiccup and these things catapult much higher. And so we just need to trust in, in, in the system here of fundamentals being our guide. Uh, the weather models continue to conflict with each other. 
We're seeing uh, a divergence between the this battle between the transition from La Nina to El Nino. Many think that we're headed toward uh, a super El Nino, which means, you know, moderate uh, weather this summer, later this summer, and plenty of rain. Other weathermen continue to, to point to the stalling of the transition and a drought that is going to build in the western corn belt, uh, keeping it virtually impossible for us to hit trendline yields. So the weather will will going to have to monitor very carefully here over the next 30 to 60 days as we you know, try to understand uh, you know, this transition and, and its impact on the commodity sector. All right, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.